so excited for this next partnership. I love CBD. I love hemp. They have both helped me so much in my wellness journey. And I'm always open to partnering with amazing brands that can help others. And Feel Good Hemp was started by Noah. Noah's father was diagnosed with cancer and he was on a mission to heal him. And that's what he did. He created this amazing brand of tinctures, gels, and bombs. The bomb is called The Bomb. It's really amazing. It has the cleanest ingredients, just oils and hemp. What more can you want from that? He's been so, so sweet to give my listeners a code, 25% off, free shipping. If you use the code DIVINE25 at checkout, uh, it's basically the subscription coupon, but you're not subscribing. You're just getting the deal. What's better than that? Thank you, Noah. We really appreciate you. And yeah, so go to Feel Good Hemp and check him out. DIVINE25 at checkout. And let me know what you guys think about it. Hey guys, welcome back to Divine Healing by D. Today I have on Dr. Joseph Antoon. He is the CEO and head of El Nutra. Uh, El Nutra is the company that their flagship product, Prolon, is the first ever five-day fasting mimicking diet. And it's the only product in healthcare that's designed, researched, tested, and patented for optimizing longevity and health span. It launched in 2016. It's expanded into 12 international countries. It's impacted the lives of 80,000 consumers in the US and in Europe. They're expanding into Canada, Mexico, Australia, New Zealand, the Middle East, Japan, China. It's on track to be one of the fastest growing companies with breakthrough scientific research and a rich pipeline of fasting mimicking diets we're going to talk about longevity the benefits of the diet other products his background as a doctor we're going to get into it so if you want to know more about fasting and the difference between intermittent fasting and how great prolon is you're going to like this episode so here is dr joseph what's the impact of fasting on health um, well, fasting is probably the, the only consistent part of nutrition. Our ancestors ate and fasted. So it's part of, uh, part of our human's diet that we lost today, and we're trying to help humanity embrace it back again uh, because it has many benefits. There's two types of benefits to fasting. There's the metabolic benefit. So when you fast, it's, um, it's obviously you're, you're getting no calories. So your body feels the calorie deficit, and when you when you have that, you lose weight, and then you decrease the level of inflammation in the blood. And there's many metabolic blood pressure as well. There's many metabolic downstream benefits from the shorter period of what we call intermittent fasting, where it's more mostly about a calorie deficit that helps 73% of us in America that carry a little bit of weight, are feeling a little bit stressed and binge eating every day. And you can counterbalance that with fasting. Now, fasting became very famous in the last seven to eight years. It's actually now the number two diet in the U.S. after clean eating. Some 12% of people are doing it. 
because of the cellular benefits that only happen with fasting and not with any other diet. So it seems that the science is uncovering that if you fast for two or more days, the, the first two days you have enough you know, fat, you have enough glycogen, and you have enough extra calories in the liver that you can use to compensate for the calorie deficit. And this is why you lose weight the first two days. And then when you cross on day three, the body is telling the cells, well, I'm depleting all my reserves, and now you get to ship in, and you get to optimize your performance to be at your best so that all of us as the body and cells survive the fast. And this is where the cells start looking for intracellular sources of calories. They start eating the debris, the organelles, they start detoxing. And at the same time, they start fixing, you know, um, inefficiencies in the cell and try to optimize their performance. This process is called autophagy or cellular detoxing, cellular rejuvenation. It won the Nobel Prize in Medicine in 2016 and then gave fasting a big boost. And it's a cellular, if you want, renewal that happens under the stress of fasting, which makes it super unique as a, as a nutritional intervention, combining losing weight and metabolic reset very fast with a cellular benefit of rejuvenation. And that combination turns out to be very beneficial for healthy aging and longevity. Um, and this is, uh, that's the power of fasting. Great. And how do we, when we're sleeping, how do we leverage that time that we're spending sleeping to help us improve our health. Well, yeah. At our company, uh, Alutra, we study the centenarians, people living 100 and beyond, to see what are their secrets for living up to 100. And it seems one of their biggest, I always say um, uh, on interviews, there's actually two major secrets they have. Mm-hmm. Uh, and one of them is the overnight sleep and fast, which what I call, or what we call today, circadian fasting. Um, and a lot of attention to the 2016 Nobel Prize in Medicine on autophagy that we just mentioned, cellular rejuvenation. The Nobel Prize in Medicine in 2017, the year after, was on actually the biological clock of every organ. So when we sleep, it's such a critical time of the day where our body is saying, we don't sleep just to rest the brain and the muscle. It turns out every cell in the body um, you know, with, with evolution and hundreds of thousands of years, recognize day and night and goes into that rejuvenative, corrective healing process overnight, which turns out to be very important for healthy aging and longevity. And one way of not disturbing that great sleep is to not eat late at night and not be active in digestion and absorption. And, and you remember your grandmother used to tell you, don't eat late, you're going to get nightmares, right. right? Because your body is active and your body is not sleeping and you're disturbing that overnight fast and overnight sleep for every cell in the body. Now, there's another very important point is that the calorie that you consume in the night is different than the calorie that you consume during the day. When you eat before sleeping, when you eat before sleeping, your body is going, when you sleep, your body is going into an anabolic state, meaning the growth hormone is high, the growth factors are high in the body, and the body actually is prone to absorb and, and store the calories, right? This is why the worst thing you can do to get weight is to snatch late at night across from the TV because that, that source of carb and protein you're putting in your body at night 
are spiking insulin, they're spiking insulin-like growth factor. And when you sleep, you're not doing physical activity to burn them, they're going into extra calories and fat. So when you eat late at night, not only you're interrupting your overnight rejuvenation and circadian fasting, you're also pushing more this anabolic pro-aging state. Versus when you eat during the day, you're actually consuming calories, your, your body is in catabolic mode, you are moving, you are thinking, you are walking, and the calories are actually not coming to a body that's more in an anabolic, it's more in a catabolic state, and the calories tend to get used rather than to get stored. And it's a very important notion, and this is why for folks who do intermittent fasting, we recommend that they do it front-loaded, I call it, not back-loaded, meaning try to eat your dinner early around mm-hmm. 6 or 7 p.m., try to spend right. a couple of hours and then you sleep, and then it's okay to have your breakfast then at 8 or 9 a.m. You already have fasted a good 12 to 13 hours. And if you want to skip breakfast, go all the way to a brunch or a lunch to extend it for to lose more weight, that's fine. But it's a much healthier fast than, sneak, than eating late at night across the TV or, or you know, during late night work and, and snacking, going to sleep and then delaying the next meal all the way to 34 p.m. the next day, that is showing not to be very beneficial for the reasons that we just talked about. Amazing. And this is a random question that just came up that I had to ask you, and I obviously have a little bit of personal experience with it, but when I found that I've fasted and um, I'm not eating as much or I'm intermittent fasting, I tend to become very, I guess, open to more stimulation and uh, I guess in a way, how do I say this? Like my intuition is opened up more and I've heard things like back in the old days that women used to um, fast a few times a week and they used to uh, do like different little rituals and it would open them up and they would help their husbands with things because they were just so you know, that woman's intuition thing, it would enhance that. Is there any kind of connection with that, with our brains and with fasting that just opens up more, us up more? For sure. Um, and, and well, a lot of connections. You, you, your question triggers a lot of different <laughs> connectivity that I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to layer here. Well, first of okay. all, fasting is the only common word to all divine religions, by the way. And, uh-huh. you know, Christianity, Islam, Judaism, Buddhism, so... They all have one common word that's fasting, and because it's helped the meditation, it helped. And yes. and and I, I have a saying I say if 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 prayers are the healing of the soul, fasting is the healing of the body and and the soul. Yes. And and Love it's it. just it's just a, a very uh, it, it puts your body in a state of um, rather than the body being busy digest digesting food and. And, and the consequence of that, which we, we now are understanding from leaky gut to high inflammatory stage in the blood to all of that, you're actually being in a state of serenity, of clean, and helping your, your brain think and meditate and do deep analysis. And that's the early, the early part of fast. If you go longer, we just talked about cellular rejuvenation and autophagy, which is actually another level of um, a lot of the many, many philosophers and, and, and actually leaders historically talked about fasting to awaken the, the, the doctor from within, fasting as a way to heal. If you are sick, um, you know, you should, you should 
need to fast. There's a lot of major things for major uh, philosophers and historians and, and, and leaders historically that tied fasting to a higher level of serenity, of healing power and, and intuition, what you mentioned. Um, again, um, both from the intermittent side of fasting and second from a rejuvenative part of fasting. So I agree with what you're saying. I had to I had to ask you that being a spiritual inclined podcast. So thank you for thank you for answering. No, I mean the uh, the probably the most dedicated spiritualists are Buddhist monks and and also the you know in, in Christianity you have the the, the the monks as well and and you always you know if you interact with them and I did interact with both mm-hmm. uh, and even even met the Dalai Lama. Is, is for them fasting comes with meditation, comes with spirit, spirituality, um, and it is now the science is, unveil, is, is revealing why is that so. Mm. So the people who live in blue zones, are they adapting the fasting mimicking diet? The, the people who live in the blue zones um, today at their age of 100 and beyond, we don't we don't come and preach them the fasting and begin diet, but we are actually we are inspired by how they fasted, and this is how we developed the fasting and begin diet and prolong and our current fast bar. So what we what we found in in many of them is common trends. Number one, they're happy people. Going back to meditation, spirituality, we believe that's actually the biggest secret behind their longevity, tied to nutrition. Um, is they're very happy. They're they meditate or they pray. They're in their social network. They're not removed from it. They have a smile on their face the entire day, and they're, they're just happy, positive people. And, and probably this is this is the source of all the other pillars of longevity, which is if you're happy, you exercise, you're, you're active. If you're happy, you eat healthy. If you're happy, you sleep better. If you're happy, you stress less. So we find them to be very... A very high spike there, and, and there are studies even showing now that if you're more spiritual and or religious, you you tend to live a little bit longer than uh-huh. um, than otherwise. Um, the second secret was the nutrition, and and we couldn't find just many common many common secrets there. There's there's definitely the circadian fasting that we talked about. That's probably the most common thing where. The centenaries are not used to stay late across TV and eat popcorn or eat an extra pizza or right. eat the last bite of the burger. That's, that's definitely there. And when it comes to their food, they definitely go through periods of fasting. This is more, again, culture or religion. And they were, they're more, they tend more to be pescatarian slash flexitarian or Mediterranean. So they have a lot of plant-based and, and seafood source of protein. And, and and they add meat to it. The meat that they eat is different than we eat here, so it's more part of the stew where you add a little bit of meat or a little bit of fish on a plant-based stew versus eating a full steak like this on the table. Again, that's not that's not common to everyone. Some of them eat very unhealthy. Is why I keep right. saying probably that happiness and spirituality was their number one. Um, but a good common trend is their pescatarian slash flexitarian or Mediterranean meaning plant-based, a lot of legumes, vegetables, and nuts among the plant-based. They eat seafood, and then they eat some, uh, you know, a few times a week, um, chicken or meat. 
And do you uh, follow these? Like, what do you do to stay healthy? Yeah, I'm a I'm a pescatarian slash flexitarian. Exactly what I mentioned: the the, the vegetables, uh, legumes, and um, and uh, adding um, uh, main source of protein. I I get it from seafood. I do have um, once or twice max a week, mainly once uh, some red source of source of meat or chicken. I do the intermittent circadian fasting. That's that's actually key to at least spend that 12 hours. Uh, whether you're sleeping or not, but allow your body to eat over, you know, 10 to 12 hours and fast over 12 to 14 hours. I personally do prolong the five days fasting mimicking diet, very popular now. I do it three or four times a year. That's a five days of fasting nutrition, food that you can consume, and the cells don't know that you're eating, so they will be fasting. And and the main goal is to cross two days of fast that we talked about so that you get more of the cellular benefits of fasting, which is a stronger signal for healthy aging and a much healthier lifestyle. Great, great. And I have some questions from some followers, and they had to uh, ask about Prolon. So they asked that they did it and they gained weight, uh, quite a few people. Why do you think that is? And is that related to their hormones at all or blood sugar? Um, I'm not sure, honestly, um, that, they, that the the only thing we can think about is the muscle protection. So if they gain weight, probably they've had rightfully so consumed the right amount of water or a lot of water. What Prolon does is only cuts fat. It doesn't cuts muscle. So a lot of people, when they lose weight fast, they lose both muscle muscle and fat because fasting is rejuvenative to the muscle. And because pollen is giving you the plant-based source of protein, we see muscle protection and you lose weight. So a lot of people, and especially if they're not overweight, the overweight people on prolon, the story is the opposite. You know, most people, uh, you know, with millions of consumption on prolon, most people lose a lot of weight on it. What we see sometimes if you're, at your optimal BMI or below your BMI, the body could correct a little bit upwards as a correction to your optimal. Um, but this is not a fat uptake, obviously, prolon. It's 1,100 calories per day and then 800 the other day. So you cannot really gain weight on it as fat weight. You can gain water, but you can protect your muscle and adjust your ideal BMI. So how about the people who... This is from a lot of health coaches. Fasting yeah. is dangerous. Like, why do some people think it's dangerous just for women and okay for men? That's also something I've heard. They think uh, is, uh, fasting is dangerous for women and okay for men? Yeah. Yeah. So, and this is exactly why Prolon is fasting with food, is, is to eliminate the extra stress of fasting. So remember, fasting works as a stress. Right? So we talked about the stress on the cell, the cell rejuvenates. Now, women have a, a, a reproductive cycle and they have to produce a follicle um, and, uh, on day 14. And if you're, again, that's not scientifically tested, but it's, it's some, some doctors say that if you do water fasting before, say, between days 8 and 14, would that impact? Uh, the first part of your, your, your cycle. And there's no randomized clinical trials to show that fasting does that. 
But regardless, we have um, uh, developed fasting with food, Prolon, which uh, again was a, a national sort of health uh, grant to develop it, and 18 universities have tested it. We have tested it in clinical trials, Prolon in over 32 clinical trials that included women at any stage of the menstruation cycle. And now, uh, again, hundreds of thousands of people, 83% of prolongers are women, so hundreds of thousands of people have done it, and we never heard about uh, an impact on the cycle. And that's exactly the purpose, is to fast food nutrition so that you alleviate your productive stress. Um, on, on, on. So I definitely recommend that women do more so of prolong for five days of fasting nutrition rather than five days of water fasting. I see. Okay. And what's the difference between prolonged fasting, intermittent, and TRE? Just so everybody knows. You said prolonged and intermittent? Prolonged, intermittent, and TRE. Yes. So there's two types of fasting. There's intermittent fasting, which is less than two days. And again, this is the early part where the body says, okay, I have enough fat and glycogen to compensate for the deficit. That's called intermittent fasting, less than two days of fast. TRE is time restricting, is intermittent fasting within the same day. So it's restricting the time that you eat food within the same day. So say you do a TRE of eight hours, meaning within one day, you're practicing a type of intermittent fasting whereby you're just eating over eight hours and you're fasting over the, um, the other 16 hours. So that's time restricted eating. It's a form of intermittent fasting because it's less than two days. And it's a form of intermittent fasting where you're just limiting your fasting to 16 hours and eating over the remaining eight hours. Um, the prolonged fast or periodic fast or prolonged is a fasting that goes up to five days, again, with food. So you're eating every day. We ship you the box of prolonged and you eat the food. And the goal there is to take you beyond intermittent fasting and TRE which are good for weight loss and the metabolic benefit. The goal is to get you an autophagy, sudden rejuvenation, healthy aging, and a longevity lifestyle. That's great. And with carbs, protein, and fat, what is the most important? Let's talk just for weight loss, I guess, and longevity. So what would be the most important? Well, let's um, – we uh, – we, we, our network of 18 universities and ourselves probably have spent over $100 million in the research, and there's no one answer. You know, it yeah. depends on your gender, your age, your goal, and your genetics and your microbiome. So the, there's a big it depends answer. Now, um, on every podcast, they still tell me, okay, but can you give us the general guidelines? And I would do so so that we help people at least directionally get the answer. Um, you know, the, 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 the most important thing for longevity from a nutritional standpoint is to not push the body to, towards aging. So people always ask why fasting is great for aging and why food is related to longevity because every time you eat carbs, insulin increase, insulin is a growth factor. And every time you eat protein, insulin-like growth factor, it's exactly called insulin-like growth factor, IGF, increases. So every time you eat, you're pushing your body a little bit to age and you're pushing your body to grow. 
and that growth induces if you're overgrown if when you eat a lot of carb a lot of protein you sometimes see even red spots on the skin right you see that inflammation mm -hmm. is increasing the body yeah. is picking up weight so that's a sign of i'm accelerating my aging for every one of you out there when you're gaining weight when you're seeing red spots when you're feeling more sweaty this is a hyper excited hyper inflammatory hyper anabolic hyper aging fast aging state is why go back and fast and or decrease your food intake um, and you're going to see a reversal of that state. So every time you're eating high carb, high protein, you're accelerated aging. That's, that's, let's put it there and it's clear now. Then, okay, how, what's the right amounts? What's the right formulation? And again, it depends. Um, if you're between age 40 and 65, it's a different level of macros than if you're above 65 and 70 where the concern is more to have more proteins at that age. You have less concern about cancer versus age 40 and 65, where you should be a little bit lower on protein, a little bit lower on, on IGF, versus when you're between age zero and 20, where you need high protein to grow uh, vertical and, and grow the bones and the muscle, and you have very low risk of chronic diseases. So the answer becomes it depends, but for sure what we can tell everyone is not to go high on carb and high on protein, and that's to go super high and super low on any. You know, you get the ketogenic, you know, folks there pushing super high fat, okay on protein and very, very low carb, which is okay for the short term if you have diabetes, right. if you want to lose weight, but it's not okay on a, as a longevity diet because it disbalances the, 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 the macros and we can talk a lot in detail about that. But you can go very high and very low on one of those just for a short-term purpose. So very high in protein, very low in carb if you want to build muscle and cut fat fast. But if you're at your questions about longevity, you got to be balanced mm -hmm. on all three of them. And you got to be a little bit in a lower calorie spend and do some intermittent fasting in between. Right. So you would say that's a great start on to how to increase your odds of living past 100. What else can we do to live past 100? Um, again, it depends on people and age, starting age. So I'll give an answer that is, you know, applies to say 50%, 60%, but not everyone. And the answer is on a daily level practice circadian fasting, the 12 to 14 hours of fast, that's a great, again, homeostatic balancing of the body. You can do the prolonged fasting three times a year, prolong. Again, it's the only diet that we're not pushing. You don't push people to do it every day or every week or every month. Very rarely you're gonna hear a CEO telling you just do 15 days out of the 365 days of my product. So, but you need these, three, these periods of reboot. It's exactly, if you watch a car race, you do a pit stop. The engineers come in, they fix, they see what's going wrong, they change the wheels, change the oil. That's prolonged. It, it puts your body in check and cellular rejuvenation happens and that's important for, for longevity. By the way, Prolon is the only product in nutrition history that has a fully issued patent in the US and in Europe on promoting healthy longevity. Um, and, uh, and I recommend that you eat a pescatarian diet some, you know, depending on your age, add more chicken and meat to it, and or some people want to be vegan and supplement with protein. But be between that pescatarian to flexitarian or Mediterranean is where this seems to be the sweet spot for most bodies, if you want. Um, so 
So that's the, that's from a longevity standpoint because longevity has five pillars. So on the on the, on the nutritional standpoint, circadian fasting two to three times per on pescatarian diet. On the um, on the on the um, the the social capital happiness definitely this is very important. You know, think about your purpose in life. Meditate as much as you can. Stay close to your family. Receive and give love. It's very important for internal happiness and serenity. Um, be a spiritual person and, and, and always think beyond the stresses of the day and the distractions of the day. And then exercise, of course, a third pillar of longevity. Uh, mm-hmm. Stress, less stress, yep. and, and better sleep. These are the five pillars of longevity. So social capital, nutrition, exercise, stress, and sleep. Great. And nutrition for longevity, as you've been telling us, um, how does it address the fact that commercially grown food has 25% fewer vitamins, minerals, nutrients, so, you know, the food that our parents, our grandparents were eating, how does it address that? This is an amazing question. It's exactly the problem you mentioned. So you said how nutrition for longevity can get it with these with the kind of business-driven food today, we actually, yeah. as a company, Alnutra, we went and we, we did our own food production, starting with farms, and we call that project Nutrition for Longevity. So probably without you knowing, you mentioned the name of the, of, the, of the company, Nutrition for Longevity, and we decided because food is really uh, the current production, the GMO, the high gluten, the high lectins, and all of that, we decided to be the first company to produce its own food from A to Z, and so we took farms in the northwest side of New Jersey. We built our kitchens, and it's called Nutrition for Longevity. We harvest, we cook, and we ship across the U.S. And the CDC found us to be uh, an amazing food as medicine. They gave us a reimbursement code, and you're going to love that. For the last five months, we now signed with 60 health insurances across the U.S. to pay for our food as medicine. So, uh, so now we're officially being paid as medicine, food is medicine, and it's because we have one of the most ethical, clean uh, longevity food formulation that we medically tailor to 32 healthcare conditions, and the government decided to pay for us as they pay for medicine. Wow, congrats on that. Yeah. Is there anything that you'd like the listeners to know, maybe any more misconceptions that you'd like to address? I think um, one of the misconceptions that I see frequently out there because we're all panicking from carbs and carbs mm-hmm. equals weight gain, so let's jump on protein and, and drink and eat a high level of protein. A lot of people are jumping on, on the carnivore diets and remember that carbs equals high insulin equals diabetes, high protein equals high intellect growth factor equals high aging and equals also chronic health conditions. Have a balanced diet all the time. Don't over-skew, unless again, there's a short-term reason. If you have diabetes, of course you want to go a little bit more ketogenic on the short-term, but unless you have a short-term reason, or if you want to build muscle, you go high protein. But unless you have that, longevity is about being balanced, is about being harmonized, is about being diversified from the source of you know calories and and, and diets you have, and the microbiome has to be also diversified. So balance your macros and micros, and don't over spike and over here uh, 
you know, every day there's somebody writing a book and somebody blogging about a new diet. It just try to always read science and articles. Uh, when you Google the name of the diet, click on this Google Scholarly article and try to see if there's any science behind it. But for longevity, again, a balanced pescatarian to Mediterranean, balanced levels of protein and carbs seems to be the secret for rematching our body with what our body is supposed to eat. And that's a good, healthy aging uh, type of diet. Great. Dr. Joseph, thank you so much for coming on. Can you tell uh, people where to find you if they want to learn more about you, Prolon, plug away? So Prolon is uh, prolonfast.com. Highly recommend that you guys try it. Um, and if you want to follow me personally and the research and the science we're doing, uh, you can go to the company website, l-nutra.com, and for longevity, l-nutra.com. And me personally on my social media is Dr. Ch have you guys heard of Rakuten? It's where you can shop all your favorite stores online and make money. Yeah, you can make money. I have made thousands of dollars. Granted, I've been on it for a while, but if you're someone who's an online shopper, you need to sign up right now. And you can use my invite link. That's Rakuten, R-A-K-U-T-E-N dot com slash R slash Divina 141 rakuten.com slash r slash divina 141 happy shopping and make some money thank you so much for listening to today's episode i just wanted to give you a friendly reminder if you like what you're listening to if you like my content if you like my podcast episodes really appreciate ratings on apple reviews subscribe share to your friends family anyone you really think would benefit it and thank you always for the support